Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Taking your football thoughts, talking about Justin Fields, after our conversation with Joe DeCamera from Philadelphia. A lot of people are feeling a certain type of way, man. Can't wait to talk to you guys and, and hear what you have to say. From the 630, remember you could text in as well. Said Justin Fields is better than Tua, Jalen Hurts, and any of the San Francisco quarterbacks. And I looked at the number and I immediately went to my phone to see if it was Kevin Lapka, one of our video producers here. Because I was like, that sounds like a Kev statement. But no, it wasn't. I walked into the... And walked right out, by the way. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Walked in, and you two guys were like going at it, heated battle. I started to film some of them. I'm like, that's it. I've had enough. I'm going to go go steal a Diet Coke, which I did. Where'd you steal it from? Well, did you notice that the vending machine upstairs, which is a help yourself out of the... The, the refrigerators, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you put it up to the you pay. It's like a yeah. it's like a trust yeah. system yeah. up there. the the the, syst- the the payment system is out of order. I'm like, I gotta have a diet coke. So I and I didn't see that the out of order sign until the end. So I'm fiddling with. It. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then I, I did the thing. I I, <laughs> I took two dollars out of my pocket and I left two dollars up by the machine and took my diet coke. You are not a rule follower, Mark Grody. That's the, right. The sign clearly says. Refrain from taking items from the grocery store. Yeah, but it doesn't say refrain from taking items from the grocery store <laughs> and putting dollars down. I put two dollars down, which <laughs> I did because I know is ridiculous. You know, you, no, what you should have did was flashed it in front of the camera. You know, because the guy. I knew like, what I was doing. I was doing <laughs> a presentation. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm about to do a radio show for three hours, and I believe great. I gotta have this fuel. Yeah. I mean, I need the caffeine hit. So I will I'd, say I have a running tab right now of two pops and a two pops, a bag of chips, and a Snickers bar. Wait but, a minute! So you you're stealing stuff before before the sign went up. Oh, the sign, oh, so the sign you, just went up. Oh, so you just thought it was out of order, and you were like, it was oh. out of order, and I said, okay, I got a mental tab in my head. So you felt justified in not leaving a few dollars? No, a few I would shuckles. just go up there and just scan like three Coca Colas, two bags of chips, and just pay for it. Oh, so you figured they'll come back and bill you later or something? No, no, no. When it works, yes, I will just oh. go to the front and scan the items, oh. pay and for put it, it back, and I then got put you. them back. I got you. Yeah, you really do that? I'm Brody, responsible. That's human very being. Boy Scout. Have you, you done? Have you p- placed the cash there before? <laughs> yeah, I have. Okay, because I always saw someone. <laughs> and I just see like a stack of cash. And like, they well, had a sign. Was like, please leave stop cash. leaving cash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, did <laughs> they really? They did. Yeah, they they did. <laughs> Can you do me a favor, Tyler? What's we get talking? Can you go grab those two dollars out of the vending machine and find a way? Way to erase the it's uh, so memory funny. on the video camera. It's so funny because like part of me felt like a good guy for doing that. Like, I mean, and you're they're still like, paying for it. They, they, yeah, like I felt like okay. Is he though? Because if um, I walk up there and take the two bucks, is he though? Right, right. But <laughs> and really? when in fact that whoever is monitoring that's like, yeah. stop doing this. You're not a good guy for leaving money by the vending machine. You're screwing us up. Now I don't know how many cokes are supposed to be there. As far as we know, somebody yeah. stole a diet coke. Because Gabe waved those same two dollars in front of the camera. <laughs> Did you? No, no. I'm saying that's oh. what I was going do right oh. now. All right. Uh, we're taking your call. I'm seriously right going to go grab those $2. Now I feel justified in taking my money back. <laughs> <laughs> and I've already drank half the Diet Coke. Too bad. Just buy a six pack. So just, long, just, suckers. No, no, what you do is you buy a six pack of Coke of Diet Coke for cheaper. And then you just refill, oh, the, refill wow. the machine yourself. Oh, man. That's genius. I am beating the system today. 312-644-6767. Gabe and Grody hanging out with you guys till 9 o'clock. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's talk to Daniel. 
out in Chicago. So you feel, without question, Bears need to keep Justin Fields. Yes, Dave. You are my favorite, Dave. You remember? My I guy Daniel. Yeah. I watched you at the... Uh, what do you call it? The Bears... Uh, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of jobs. Pick anyone. I, I, I know. You You got a lot of jobs. I, I, you know, I appreciate I you, you all, Daniel. I, I follow you all, all over the place, man. I love it, man. I, I wish there were a million more of like you. So so what do you got to say about Justin Fields, Daniel? Uh, what you do know, you think? The guy, you, you guy, you, you guy you with you now, my brother, that's my guy too. That's my guy. I, that's my guy. Always talk about good stuff about the Chicago Bears. That's my guy. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Did you just say Grody? I yeah. Did, oh, okay. I'm sorry, man. I you didn't, said I didn't the guy hear, you're there yeah. with Grody? Oh, I like yeah. him. Says okay, a lot of great I, stuff I, about I, the Bears. I didn't hear you, man. I am sorry, and I just left everybody hanging right uh, there. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. Thank you. I, and I, I'm glad you said that because this, sometimes this happens in radio when there's two people on the air. One person gets a really warm compliment, and the other is left hanging, no. and he didn't leave me hanging. We're equals. So, yeah. we're, we're equals. No, I know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Harry in Chicago. Harry, so, so you feel like Fields has demonstrated – that he is capable of being the quarterback of the Chicago Bears? I do. Um, I think he's a, an, an exceptional athlete. Um, he's got great, great footwork, um, great footwork, and, and a good sense for the field. Um, he, he also has an excellent arm. And uh, the big problem we have, again, uh, is that uh, we have, I, I think, and I wanted to say, I think he's he's one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen in the city in a long, long time. It's not saying maybe much. Not saying Jimmy. much, Harry. Not saying much. Well, maybe going, going back to Jimmy Mack, yes. But what I wanted to say was that people who uh, want to dump fields, this guy, what he needs is some protection. He has no offensive line. He's had... Few to none as far as offensive weapons. The Bears need so much around him to give him a chance to excel. Um, this talk about replacing fields is, is crazy to me. Uh, is it, though? I mean, I, get, I understand it, right? Like, look, look, I'll put my Bears fandom hat on, which I wear often. It's glued to my head. I know you do. Yes. Justin Fields, the man, you know? He's proven that he can perform at a high level when he does have talent around him like he did in Ohio State. The issue is, right, at Ohio State, on the other side of the ball, there was an NFL talent, right? And there was an occasion, an occasion there was a guy here, a guy there, but he had the dominant team that he was throwing in, throwing to. And so do I want him to be, again, Bears fandom, cap on, do I want him to be great? Absolutely. Do I think he will? Yeah. And we never addressed the whole like where I'm at with Justin Fields in the present, mm-hmm. but but, but I, I think the, the 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 part that I'm noticing more now, talking to people, is the delusion that exists because I can say I want Justin Fields to be good. Do I think with a hundred percent certainty that Justin Fields is going to be great? No, and there's nothing that he's done that allows me to say that without question. And that's just where I'm at. So my fandom takes over. Yes, I do think Justin Fields is going to be great. But but is it is it without doubt? No. And I think that when I talk to delusional fans, like were are more delusional than me, and they're like, Gabe, you're crazy. Justin Fields is gonna be the man. What? What did he what did he what has he done to make you think that without question Justin Fields because he has some good games where he where he ran the ball exceptionally well? He, he ran the ball like a superstar. Like this a year. superstar. There's no doubt about it. I, mean, I never want to never want to downplay that. But that's not that's not the quarterback. Right. That's not what a quarterback does. And Justin Fields knows that more than anybody. Right. He even said he wants his, the next record that he breaks to be one with his arm. So he knows it. He gets it. He wants to be a, a quarterback who throws the football because guess what? Justin Fields knows that that's the only way he's going to be great. 
And Justin Fields knows that's right. the only way the Bears are going to be All good. Right. It, it, the Bears sucked with Justin Fields being a 1,000-yard rusher. <laughs> and, I, and I know right. that there's a lot more complications involved with it all. But, you know, the reason that we're talking about it is because, number one, what you said, that that you have to look at him over two years now with the Bears. If there's not a little bit of doubt, then you're just, you're just completely – And that's all I'm saying, Gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a little but, bit. But the other part is – the Bears are also, this is sound crazy, they're in position to replace Justin Field right now. Right now. They're in, like if they wanted to do it, this is a grand opportunity to replace Justin Fields. But man, it, it would be they would be the a bet of a lifetime because you do have all all signs point in favor of or a lot of things point in favor of Justin Fields right. at least being a good quarterback yeah. for a lot of years, which you would accept. And if you were to trade him away, you wouldn't be trading him to a trash team. It'd be a team that feels as though they need a serviceable quarterback to take them to the next level. Mm-hmm. So they probably do have two wide receivers that are there. If let's just say I'm just throwing out a team, not that this works, not that this is anything. I'm just throwing out a team. Let's say we were to trade him. The Bears were to trade Justin Fields to the Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders. They have Devontae Adams. They have Kevin Waller. They could resign to Josh Jacobs. I mean, so those guys exist. So, yeah, it sucks to think that he could go somewhere and excel because he has those pieces. But, again, it's the gamble because I'm also not saying that Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Will Levis is without doubt. <laughs> exactly. A stud quarterback. In fact, there's, for me, there is less clarity. Like, right. I, don't, I don't look at any of those guys. Right. And say, oh yeah, right, there's right. no like you're a hundred percent. Nobody is irresistible in that group. The the one thing the caller said too. I mean, he said his footwork is great. I didn't want to jump harp on that. His footwork <laughs> is better. His yeah. foot. I mean, yeah. if if you've been following along, training camp was all about footwork. His footwork got better. Okay, so it's not like great yet. His arm is his arm is good. That that is true. Yeah. He is a great prospect. That is true that the caller said. I will say that Jake Cutler and Mitch Trubisky, I think, were really good prospects as well for the Bears. Yeah. Like to say that there have never been prospects for and at the time the Bears got Jake Cutler, he was still kinda I mean, I know he had made a Pro Bowl. Right. But he was still in those Better than Justin Fields. Stages. Oh, you, you, like at that point? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think at that point, yeah. I think that, Without he, question. he was a more complete quarterback at that yes. point. Yes. At that point. And yes. Justin and Jake Cutler could run too. Not not as again. Right. Not as good as Fields. Not even as no. good as Mitch Trubisky. But Jay Cutler had had some but decent mobile speed. Two thousands. He was he was mold. He was like Jay Cutler was a really good athlete. Yeah. You know, he was fast. I mean, not not fast fast, but he was fair, relatively elusive. That's the right word to relative to the rest yeah. of the NFL at the, in those years and at that time. So yeah, I think those guys were prospects. But I think he was just a little bit off on some of the well, just the footwork thing. The other stuff. Yeah. The good, great arm, great prospect. Um, but yeah, that this is it, and that's a this discussion is just it's great, it's yeah. great. I mean, because they're bears are in position to do anything, it right gets now. the people going. Yeah, let's talk to somebody that's been home for a little bit. Let's go to John out in Las Vegas. So, John, uh, you had a question for us about the big game, right? Guys, I'm gonna go off track. What I'm looking the question that I want to ask has any wild card team won the Super Bowl? Johnny Wildcard. Johnny, thanks for the call. Has a wild card team ever won the Super Bowl? I would, I, I would think yes. Wait a minute, weren't were the Eagles? Were they a I, wild card? I, 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 I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I believe they were a wild card. They team. were the one that yeah. just won it a few years ago under Doug Peterson. They were a wild card. Right? Only I said since the wild card system began in 1970, only ten wild card teams have have advanced all the way to the big game. Of those, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Six have won the, the big game. Okay. Does it list the the teams? Was Philadelphia? I can only, I can I, only click so much. Am I, I right about? Uh, I, I, wa- I want to know so if I'm much. right about the Eagles having been a wild card when they won in what was seventeen. I always get. I hate doing like the NFL yeah. sucks because it goes over two years. So it's not the '85 Bears. It's the '86 Bears. That yeah. Actually. So what was it? That was. That would have been. Oh, here we go. The year they won the Super Bowl. Oh, the Eagles, 2020, Tampa yeah. Bay was a five seed. Okay. 2010. You have to go back 10 years. The Packers were the number six seed. And then I'm not oh, going to go back duh. through all, every, all duh, of them. But, duh, duh, duh. Yeah. I'd shame the Bears, not the Bears the allowed them to get in, right? Is yeah, that that year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was <sighs> the year. But, I don't want to live there. But the Packers, I mean, 
they made it famous that they were, you know, they hit you over the head with that, that they were a six seed and <laughs> yeah. won this. And that, of course, gave everybody hope. That's the way it goes. From then on. But I want to know if the Eagles, Tyler, were the Eagles at? No, I just said, I just gave you the teams. Oh, the, oh so the Eagles weren't? No, 2020 Tampa Bay, yeah. 2010 Packers, and then 20, 2007 Giants, 2005 Pittsburgh, 2000 Ravens. Oh, I didn't hear all those. 1997 Broncos. Yeah. Is it? That's what you got. Not the Eagles. No Eagles in okay. there. Okay, so I'm wrong. Yeah. I just wanted to know if I was wrong. I'll do some more. I mean, I'm scrolling fast here, but I'm, I'm doing pretty, a good sure, job, I'm pretty sure that uh, I got that one. Yeah. Put that one on okay. the end. Okay, all right. Uh, let's take one more call before we go to break. Uh, let's go to Joe out in Carroll Stream. So you want us, Joe, to give Justin Fields another year and another draft, right? I do. And here's the reason why. Now, I'll preface this. If they trade him and get draft picks this year, that's great. But this is we're operating on the fact that we're going to keep Fields for next year. If Fields plays like crap or doesn't play any better or doesn't progress, you're still probably in position next year to pick in a top five, top ten pick, right? So, you know, there's other quarterbacks that will be out next year. So you're in the same position to replace him at that point. We have so many holes on the roster right now offensive line, defensive line, wide receiver, maybe, you know, you, you focus on filling those. So then next year, if you do have to draft another mm-hmm. quarterback, you're in a better position than you are right now, at least on the roster. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, because if Justin Fields is not good, there's a pretty good chance the Bears won't be good yeah. next year. Oh. And they would be, as the caller is saying, they would be back in position to have a high draft pick with which you could, you know, hopefully draft a quarterback. And who knows what you end up with from this draft in the first round next year as well, or second round. Yeah, you're just not certain from the 630. It says uh, Mel Kuyper said not only is Fields better than any of the quarterbacks in this draft, but he's also better than Caleb Williams, uh, the guy who was up for uh, the Heisman uh, from USC in the 2024 draft. Now, I don't know if you know this, Mr. 630, but Mel Kuyper's not always right. Just putting it out there. He's getting older. Just putting yeah. it out there. Yeah. Just yeah. putting it out there. That's why they got other guys, you know what I mean? Absolutely. In the draft I mean, such. it's a credible name, and that's that's fair. I yeah. guess if you're going to come with evidence, it probably should come from, from a credible person like Mel Kuyper. Yeah. But you I, hate Mel Kuyper. That's cool. <laughs> that's what I got out of that. I love his hair. You know, you know, right. Mel Kuyper's not always right. You know. Yeah, Mel Kuyper's not always right. <laughs> Just because you're using that silly, silly you know. argument. Mel Kuyper said he was better than everybody else. Oh, well, damn. Let's let Mel Mel Kuyper determine what we do with our first pick in the draft. (laughs) 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 It'd be like, who who was the the Oakland Raiders uh, GM for a while? Um, What's his name? He was a broadcaster. Then he took over the Raiders as GM. No, he was the, oh. the draft guru. God, what's his name? Ah, oh, damn. I can't think of it. Like 20 Somebody. years ago or like no, a couple just years in the, ago? No, in the last, like I think he was just fired last year. Hancock? What's his name? Couldn't tell you. Okay. That's Somebody, why you got to Google fast like this. Here, yeah. I'll talk you Google. Okay. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, right here on 670 The Score, hanging out with you guys till 9 o'clock. Got any thoughts? Got any phone calls? Yeah, it's probably better you call than text in. But 312-644-6767. We'll continue the NFL conversation. Talk about our thoughts for the big game. and Mike Mayock. Learned that Mike Mayock was the GM. Remember Mike of- Mayock? He was he was on he was prominent on NFL Network as a draft expert hired by the Raiders because he's this draft guru. And then it was, he drafted John, it was Alex with John Leatherwood. It was yeah. <laughs> he and John Gruden screwed everything up. Oh man, Mike Mayock. All right, your thoughts next. It's Gabe and Grody on six seventy. The score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like. It's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He definitely wanted to be there. He liked everything about it. And, uh, you know, he was looking forward to going there. You know what I mean? Who, who doesn't want to be the first quarterback taken in the draft? You know, so it, it's definitely, you know, a situation where he thought, that he was going to be there and hope to be there for a long time. It's Pat Mahomes talking about Pat Mahomes wanting to be a bear. That was earlier today with Parkinson Spiegel. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here on 670 The Score, taking your calls and thoughts. Just, you know, we, we listen, we're the same as you, Grody and I. We, we watched the games over the weekend, and we couldn't help but to compare the Chicago Bears against all four teams that were playing and the seconds last week in an NFL season. So I get it if you're if you're, you know, your panties are in a bunch. I didn't really watch those games with Not that you, Greg. I'm talking about the listeners. No, 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 oh. no, no. You said like we, you, you can't help but thinking about the, I wasn't thinking about the Bears you when I was just, watching these. You these just games. said you were. No. You just said you're watching the Eagles and you said you were thinking about the Bears and how, you know, Jalen Hurts and the money and Well, I mean, all year like I'm oh, thinking okay, about okay. Jalen Hurts, like the comp to to oh. Justin Fields and all that. Like so no I, party when you're watching these games. No, you're like, damn, I wish the Bears were here. Well, no, of of course. Of, I mean, of course, that's in my head. But the Bears are so far away right now in terms of <laughs> the roster because they haven't done anything yet. It wasn't worth it to me. Like, I, like if I was Fair. doing that, I'd be like, oh, I wish the Bears had one of the. Oh, yeah. I wish because it would have been everything. Yeah. Like it's like duh, the, these teams are way better than the Bears right now. So I wasn't going to do that. To you myself. mentioned Grody earlier the. The Philadelphia Eagles and the type of franchise they are and have been over the course of the last 20 years, like you mentioned. And the Bears right now, I mean, I know we said they're, you know, we kind of threw it out there three years away from being, you know, able to compete at that level. How far away is the organization from being that type of organization? Mm. I have no idea how to answer that question mm. because, well, the Bears were that. Or I was going to say the Bears have never been that. The Bears were that in the '80s. They were that in the '80s. They they were they had sustained success. No matter what you want to say about should the Bears have won another Super Bowl during that time, they had sustained success and they haven't had it since. You yeah. know what I mean? Like where yeah. where you had a definite identity that was going to win every year. The Bears had a definite identity. It was defense, and they had a strong offensive line throughout all of that. So, I mean, like, how would I answer that? How could – how would you answer that question? That's that's impossible to answer. So, like, how far are they away from achieving sustained success when in my life – and that – you probably weren't around. My entire life they've been sucked. Right. So, at least I got to see – Sustained success from the Bears, but th- that was that was it. It has not existed since, so th- I can't answer that question. I think that if we, as a fan base, believe that Justin Fields is that dude, then I think we're headed in the right direction. 
because if you look at any team that has sustained success, like Joe DeCamera was mentioning earlier, Tom Brady was just that dude, and that's what allowed them to have sustained success. He tipped his cap to the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes having to get rid of a Tyreek Hill, but still finding themselves in the big game. It, it starts with the quarterback. I think that's what we what we understand. Can the GM and 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 such make the proper decisions in order to give you that if you are the Eagles and getting rid of a Wentz and getting a yes. Mm-hmm. But you still need that quarterback, right? That's that's what that's where you, where you understand. So I think it's a tough thing to do, but I think we haven't had the confidence in management and ownership. No, we don't have the confidence in in management and ownership to think that, you know, we're a year or two away from making the playoffs every year. We've been hurt before and we've yeah. been hurt badly. So and Part of the reason I can't and won't answer that question right now is because I have no idea what Ryan Pace, Ryan Pace, man, how, how many of those do I get, by the way? Hey, I think that's like my sixth this year. I think probably. you can still do it. I, probably, I think anybody gets up to 10, especially, yeah. yeah. Listen, it's not your fault they have the same first name. <laughs> right, right, exactly, and the <laughs> first on. letter of the last name. <laughs> yeah, come on. But like, we have no idea if Ryan Poles is good at this yet. Yeah. So like to, to think, like every all the pieces seem to be in place for Ryan Poles to succeed because of the amount of resources that exist and having Justin Fields who hopefully will be good to great right. as a quarterback but i have no idea if Ryan Poles are, can do this Groats, before we go to the phone lines are this is a good one. are you more confident that Justin Fields can be a great quarterback or that Ryan Poles can be a great GM mm. The first, I would say, I'm more confident that Justin Fields can be because of the body work. Because of the body work. Because I've seen greatness. Sneaky answer. I've seen greatness. No, I don't think it's sneaky. I've seen greatness from Justin Fields. Yeah, I've seen greatness from him. You know what I mean? And I and I know not not. I mean, I've seen some great throws by Justin Fields. We can go through individual terrific throws that he made this year. But we saw him as a super runner this year. Yeah. So. That okay. Here, here, here's my question for you. Here's my question for you. I'm here. Do you think that Justin Fields is gives? Are you more confident about Justin Fields after two years than you were about Mitch Trubisky after two years? No, you were more confident in Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Wow. With, like no, like without a question, without question. Why? Because there was playoffs there, and so that felt good. It's true. So you felt good about playoffs. You felt good about club dub. But did you really feel like? You also like felt good about the defense, though. So it was a that, team. That's okay, what so I that's mean. okay. That's, so you're right. Okay, yeah. you're right. And now I'm backtracking and I'm thinking and I'm saying, okay, wait, that was a team effort. Okay. I will. I will say that there is the exact same level of uncertainty that exists yeah. between the two of them, where you wanted greatness from Mitch and you want greatness from Justin Fields, but you didn't see it consistently enough. And I think that's where I'm at with both quarterbacks after the second year. I'm exactly in that space. Okay. And we did project on Trubisky a lot. Like, as in. As we, we're doing with Justin Fields. Well, right. He's great. Yeah. We gave him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Oh, like, give him a receiver. Offensive line, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl. He's throwing for 4,000 yards. Like, that's yeah. exactly what we're doing with well, Justin Fields. Well, and even Mitch Trubisky getting them to a playoff and then. And then getting them in position because he did get them in position to mm-hmm. kick, for Cody Parkey to kick a game-winning field goal. Facts. The fact, the other fact is, is though Justin Fe- or Justin Fields, Mitch Trubisky wasn't great in that game until the end mm. of that game, and he, and he was great like in the fourth quarter, maybe even some in the third. I'd have to go back and look, but yeah, I think those are like, the, I, and, I want, I, and I want other fans to like really think about it. You know, if you want to call cool, but just think about that, like, like be real with yourself. Where were you with Mitch Trubisky, and where are you with Justin Fields after two years? I love Think about that. that. Yeah, 312-644-6767. Let's chat with some people that have been on hold for a while, G and Beverly. So, G, w- G what are your thoughts uh, when it comes to this quarterback situation, G, Alden Beverly? What up, G? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I had to wait a while so I could calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too, G. I'll be very honest. Okay, uh, I, I, I got so many points that I want to say. First of all, we have to remember only one quarterback at the end of the year goes home happy. Okay? And if you think about it, all these wonder kids are at home now. Allen, Burrow, uh, uh, the guy. Bunch guy of guys with a bunch of guys with San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, you know, so we, we have to keep this in perspective a little bit. You know, 
I mean, and and first, and first my other point I could say is Mahomes should be our quarterback, but that's a whole other story, yeah. a whole other time. Oh, we're getting to and, it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, if, if we could have started from there, we'd probably be talking about better things as opposed to where we are now. I'm telling you guys, well, listen to score had me questioning fields. I had to go back and watch some of the highlights from from college to say this guy can throw the ball. He's a quarterback. I mean, you guys had me questioning him. And I'm telling you, we, we've got to give this guy a chance in this, in an, and give him some pieces in an offense more than two years and see what he can do. Yep. I hear you. We all want to see that. I can't. I, I hope that when we go into this season, there are a couple of other receivers or tight ends yeah. on this roster that are better than Darnell Mooney. That, that, that we hope. Let's take a, another call. Let's go out to Shane and Elgin. So, Shane, you actually have a strategy for the Bears in the next couple of years, right? Yes, sir, I do. I hope you guys are staying warm. Um, So I put my GM hat on. I want to get your thoughts on this. So it is a two-year plan. Uh, It allows us to kind of get one more year, Justin Fields. So it starts off with uh, these three quarterbacks coming out in the draft. Hopefully they kill it in their pro days, the combines. We get the teams competing for uh, to kind of move up. We got to move, make three trades. You trade swap picks with Houston, and what I'm eyeballing, and I don't know what else it would take, is I want Houston second. I want their 12 that they got from Cleveland. So I don't know what the Bears would have to give up in addition to the first round. And then you take either their first round pick or Cleveland's next year, right? So now that puts us at two first round picks next year. You trade down two to four with Indy so they can get their quarterback, at least get a first round pick for next year there. And then finally, you trade with uh, the Raiders. If they want to move up to take Stroud or take Levis, whoever, kind of same thing. You get another third round, a first round pick for 24. So that sets us up. We still can get our offensive line or defensive tackle, whatever we need, add a couple playmakers through free agency. We get one more year of fields. And then next year, we're sitting with at least three or four first round picks. And you got that guy, Caleb Williams, yeah. Caleb Williams I think USC. He's coming out, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. That, that puts you in a spot where you now have fields. You surround them with playmakers and offensive line. Is he your quarterback of the future? If not, you load up picks, you get Caleb Williams, or you get Marvin Harrison Jr. So that's, that's my uh, perfect draft strategy. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I, I love the – very well thought out. Oh, he but, thought he he was he was doing some late night googles where his wife was like, "Babe, get to bed." Yeah, he's like, but no, he's like, hold on, I got an idea. That's how, I, mean, I, I, I love that kind of stuff, though. Yeah. Be, bears will be living a charmed life if yeah. they can pull that. Yeah, out, yeah. So. yeah. I think the trade to Houston uh, from from two to one is very possible. I think the second trade doesn't happen because the number three pick is Arizona, so so the Colts will just assume that a quarterback will fall back to them. And unless, again, like you mentioned, uh, Shane and Elgin, that someone else wants to leapfrog them, that would be, I mean, that's a lot to be in that situation. The second thing is if you have all those first-round picks, then that means all your cap money has gone because then you're spending all that. You have to give first-round picks a ton of money. So then you, so you got you know, you to watch what you wish for in, in those situations. But I, but I do love the Houston 2-12. and 12. I mean, Jesus. Oh, yeah. I mean, you who have to, who, have to, you have who to wouldn't? Yeah. That's like, duh. Yeah, duh. You, you have to look oh, at I, that. Oh, I get I get Jalen Carter, and I get a shot at Quentin Johnson right. or Jordan Addison. Oh, oh and, then like he, and then he left enough room for the, for the, for the yeah. Bears to get the best quarterback in the yeah, draft next year. after the season is over. <laughs> I love that. Uh, a text, by the way, I would like to yes. uh, address here okay. uh, from the 312. Grody, you were a huge Mitch supporter. Own it. Absolutely correct. And I maybe I misled the listener when I called out. I didn't call you out. I was just surprised that you said that you thought you were more, more Team Mitch than yeah. than Team Justin after two years. I think I'm more... Well, I did. You're absolutely right, Texter. And anybody listening, I... Yes, I was full support of Mitch Trubisky. I thought Mitch Trubisky had a chance to be really good, and I was, was dead wrong on that. I just think that after two years of Justin Fields, I'm more confident that Justin Fields could be a ah. good to great quarterback or a st- sustained success quarterback than that of of Mitch Trubisky. No no doubt about it. I I I you know I swig a little bit of the Kool-Aid every once in a while. There's no yeah. doubt about it. How can you not get behind these? Trubisky like, whiskey was my favorite. Oh delicious. Drink of choice. Oh and it's so good because you could even drink that because it's pretend um when you're an alcoholic. So it's perfect. It's great. It's <laughs> fair. It's wonderful. That's great. Yeah. He's Mark Grody. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is six seventy score. We get to continue the football conversation uh, and find out what it's like to be in the big game.
Next, we talk to Jason Anderson, host of The Zone, Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. Get his thoughts on the big game, and and what does he think about Pat Mahomes saying that he probably thought he was going to be a Chicago Bear? We'll talk to him on the other side. It's Gabe and Grody right here on 670 The Score. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You got to fight for your right to party. I genuinely thought when he made that statement that that was like a Kansas City thing and the whole stadium was going to sing along with those Beastie Boy lyrics. Mm-hmm. And like, you got to fight for your right. And I thought that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. But, you know. Everybody else was like, no, nah, we're really kind of sick of that Beastie Boys song. <laughs> Even the Beastie Boys hate that song. Do they really? They do. They don't play, or they didn't when they still performed. Obviously, they don't oh. perform anymore. But they, I watched the, the Apple TV documentary on the Beastie Boys, yes. which you should if you have any interest yeah. in the Beastie Boys. It's very good. And, uh, yeah, they, they stopped playing that song. Like, they hated it. They hated it. I can imagine. I can understand So they why. would end their concerts with Sabotage. Oh, I love that damn song. So hopefully that song uh, will be played loudly over the speakers in the event that the Kansas City Chiefs win the big game. And someone that will be reciting each and every lyric is joining us right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is the host of The Zone Middays on Sports Radio 810 in Kansas. Uh, we got our guy Jason Anderson hanging out with us. Jason, what's up, man? Thanks for hanging out with us today. No problem, fellas. What's going on? Are you a big fan of that song, too, or you're you're anti-fight for your right to party? No, about four years ago, the thing is, like, when you guys were talking about the whole crowd singing along with them, and when they beat the Titans in 2019 to go to the Super Bowl, the first one that they ended up beating the 49ers a couple of weeks later, uh, Travis Kelsey on the stage said the same thing. Said, you got to fight for your right to party. They now play that after every touchdown in Arrowhead ah. because of that. <laughs> so that actually has become a thing at Arrowhead. That I is the song it. they play when they score a touchdown. Two weeks later, uh, Travis Kelsey down in Miami then said, you got to fight for your right to Lombardi on the stage and screamed that. Oh, so very uh, good. Oh, he, yeah, it's been he, kind of a thing good. around here. He's got uh, bars. He got bars. Yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> he, fair. That's cool, he man. Makes he makes wrestling promos. I mean, it, I, when he got the when he got the mic, I was like, "All right, shut up." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what, awesome what though. Like usually, it's guys that are not great, like Travis Kelsey, that make fools of themselves. And I, I'm not saying Kelsey made a fool of himself, but the guys that are like drunk and outspoken and all that kind of stuff, it's okay. <laughs> like Travis Kelsey could do whatever he wants, and it's cool. Yeah, so uh, at the uh, Super Bowl parade uh, in 2020, so that would have been uh, February of 2020, uh, just a couple of years before that was when Jason Kelsey of the Eagles had his big on-stage Jason Kelsey wrestling yeah. promo. Uh-huh. He was he was dressed out in that whole thing. And so I almost feel like since then, Travis has kind of felt like I've got to try to find a way to one-up my brother. <sighs> like, i got to be that guy too. And so ever since then, Kelsey's – taken the stage and and uh and done some things like this and he's he's been pretty good so when he was on stage at the at the uh, parade it was like all right let's see what travis kelsey's gonna say on stage at the uh you know trophy presentation in 19 same thing and and uh the super bowl after the 49ers and i had no idea it was going to be a shot at the mayor but as soon as he said i got something for the mayor i'm like oh no, <laughs> like, oh, no. you're like this is going to be top of the hour every hour on tomorrow's show right now <laughs> dude we 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 probably played it about 100 times today during That's the show awesome so, well, how many times did yeah. you play the the mayor's quote though the the preceding uh, week building up to the game we only played that like once because we just thought it was kind of corny you know okay. it was like yeah, because, stupid because mayor like, stuff. You know, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, like even like even Bengals fans were like reaching out and going, "Yeah, I'm sorry about that." <laughs> okay, oh, damn. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's great. Our, our idiot mayor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't claim that. That's my bad. And then we joke today. We're like, we're like, if you're running against him, haven't you already won? All you got to say is, I won't give ammunition to the other team. Yeah, the Bengals are playing. Right. They will beat us immediately. So vote for me. I mean, he. <laughs> They they talked about what the mayor said a lot last night after the game. Like that guy gave him a lot of ammunition uh, with that um, with that little video he put out. Some so, dopey mayor. Uh, Tough day in <laughs> yeah, the office exactly, for that man. guy. Uh, we're talking yeah. to Jason Anderson here on six seventy. The score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Mark Grody. Jason, I got a, a good friend of mine that lives in Kansas City, and him and I had some 
lengthy conversations about the Chiefs heading into the season. He was a bit worried about uh, Russell Wilson up there in Denver. Um, take me through you, your own personal mm-hmm. storyline of the season prior to it starting, middle of it, what your feelings were, and then now that you're you know about to be playing in the big game. I actually think it goes back to March uh, because, you know, we were on the air live when the news came down that that Tyreek Hill was getting traded Mm. and which was just crazy because we're all breaking it live and trying to assess it in real time. And what are they getting? Is he going to New York? Is he going to Miami? And it really started there because the chiefs in this front office, they're in a position now to where, how do you build a team around an expensive quarterback? You know, you can do it when you've got a rookie quarterback or a rookie contract quarterback. So what do you do when that quarterback starts to make, you know, 30, 40, 50 million dollars against the salary cap? And Tyreek Hill wanted, you know, top of the line money and you can't pay him and Orlando Brown and Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like you've got to make some cuts somewhere. So when they made that decision, my thought at the time was this is going to be probably a short-term pain for long-term gain that these other teams, the Chargers, the Bills, you know, the Bengals were building their offensive line. The Broncos went and got Russell Wilson. The Raiders went and got Khalil Mack. All these teams are, are investing to beat the Chiefs. It's about beating the Chiefs. Even though the Bengals had just won, it was about beating the Chiefs. And the Chiefs were taking a different approach. They were zigging when everybody else was zagging. So my thought in the offseason was, this isn't going to be a year for the Chiefs. They're going to take a step back because they're going to have these, these rookies, these seven rookies that are going to be out there. We'll see how they adjust offensively. I actually was on the air saying I would you know, go out and lay the uh, and, and, and put some money on Patrick Mahomes plus 900 for the MVP, and I'm glad my wallet backed that up because uh-huh. uh, that'll be nice in a month or so, when, oh, yeah. in a couple of weeks when, uh, when I get that. But I was trying to tell everybody this feels like a scorched earth Patrick Mahomes bleep you two or kind of like Aaron Rodgers when they drafted Jordan Love, like, okay, you guys are doubting me. Like, I'm not the best. All right, we'll see. And that's what the offseason felt like. Mahomes in the second half against the Bengals, first time the Chiefs season ended because of you. It's your <laughs> fault. Every other time it was like you either won or you were heroic in the loss to the Bucks. right? Now it's your fault. Tyreek Hill, you're not the same quarterback with Tyreek Hill. So good luck, you know, being able to do that. So I think the Chiefs took it kind of personally that they were going to, um, you know, be a team that steps back and watches these other teams take control of the AFC. And, and to me, like, as the season progressed, you saw, okay, they're still the Chiefs. It's still Patrick Mahomes. It's still Travis Kelsey. They still have a good offensive line, and they've got good coaching. But what do these rookies look like? Because it's strategy versus actually going and enacting that strategy, the execution, strategy versus execution. I don't think the process in Philadelphia was terrible. The strategy was fine, you know, tanking for extra assets. The execution was lacking. So the Chiefs trading Tyreek Hill, the strategy isn't terrible. How do you execute that? Well, when you've got Trent McDuffie, Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams, Brian Cook, George Karloftis, Isaiah Pacheco, and Sky Moore, rookies, in an AFC championship game that all played big roles with two interceptions, 85 yards. Trent McDuffie had two pass defense. George Karloftis got a sack. Brian Cook was the one that tipped the ball in the air for the other rookie to intercept it. Sky Moore had the punt return that set up the uh, winning field goal. Like That's executing along with the strategy of it, and that's go, that goes to the uh, front office. That was the significance to me, guys, of last night in that this was a step back year for the Chiefs. This was a restructure, reorganize year for the Chiefs. Not rebuild because you got Patrick Mahomes, but a reorganized salary cap and roster and then see where everybody else is while they're all going in on the salary cap in a couple of years when you're not paying Tyreek Hill $35 million against the cap. Now you've got extra room to play with these rookies. You can go and make some moves and, and get back to being the strength of the, uh, of the AFC. And then they go and win the AFC this year. That, that's what's really most impressive about what's taken place almost a year ago in March when they traded Tyreek Hill. Truly is the essence of a quarterback making other players around him better. And that's that's what Patrick Mahomes – that the, the third quarter touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, third and ten. I, I mean, like, I, I don't know if you were at the game, if you are watching on TV, but – like even Jim Nass didn't couldn't tell because because Scantling was covered very well at that shallow spot in at the I should say at the front of the end zone and he hits him somehow under that pressure with it being third and ten 
just a a marvelous play in the game and it just sort of like I think you're right like I think Patrick Mahomes that this has been his like I told like, I'm still the greatest quarterback yeah. in the and there and like you had go Joe Burrow nipping at his heels and mm-hmm. like all these guys trying to make their case to be in the picture with the, I mean Jalen Hurts for for that matter to be in the picture with Patrick Mahomes and he just pushed them all off with that win and I thought in particular with that play it's it's funny to talk about that. I was not at the game, so I was watching it on TV the same as, as you. And I thought he dropped it because he just sat there. Yeah. There was no celebration. Yeah, like, there was no celebration, and Nance wasn't saying a thing. <laughs> you scored a touchdown to go up twenty to thirteen in the AFC Championship game in the second half, and and Valdez Scantling just sat there with the ball in his lap. Yeah, like I thought because the ball hit the ground, and he was like mad at himself that he didn't catch it <laughs> because. While MVS was really good last night, and he had to be because of the injuries, he's had his struggles this year, and that was a big storyline for last night. Is that MVS and Patrick Mahomes haven't really been on the same page. Like the the catch rate for Marquez Valdez Scantling is lower than all of the other receivers. Mahomes throwing to Marquez Valdez Scantling is lower in his quarterback rating than the other receivers on the field. They just haven't been able to hook up for some reason. And then Juju goes down, Tony goes down, McCole Hardman goes down, and all they're doing is saying, "Well, you're not going to get it to Travis Kelsey." And Marquez Valdez Scantling has more targets, catches, and yards than he's had all year in any game and steps up and does that. So that was, uh, that was pretty big for him to do that because when they traded Tyreek Hill, the next day they signed Marcos Valdez-Scantling to yeah. try to help start to alleviate you know, that speed or stretching the field, hitting him over the top, have that threat. And MVS was supposed to be that threat, but he really hasn't been that. But he earned every single penny of his contract last night. Yeah, and, and the reality is, I mean, when you're in that situation, you, you do try to pick up the pieces and find some other people, but it's it's unique. I mean, you, Chiefs go out and get Kadarius Tony middle of the season just because yeah. they say to themselves, hey, we need more weapons. Uh, we're talking to Jason Anderson here on 670 The Score. He's the host of The Zone, middays on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And, uh, you know, I, I want, since you were watching the game at home, I want, I want you to take me uh, back to the moment when, uh, you know, the, the, the Bengals have the ball with about you know a couple minutes left, and then they punt it with 41 seconds left. At that moment, are you thinking, Jason, uh, we're going to OT, or are you the confident Chiefs fan that says, oh, that's all the time that Patrick Mahomes needs? So um, the, the range of emotions was amazing last <laughs> night at that moment. <laughs> because when the Chiefs punted it down on fourth and eight, and I thought it would have been too risky with a, a, a hobbled quarterback and an offense that really wasn't clicking last night to go for it on fourth and eight, even though it's like, hold on, it's 20-20, to 20, it's the AFC Championship game, there's two minutes left, you're at the 37-yard line of, your own, of, of the other team, and you're going to punt it. But actually, last night, I kind of felt like that was the right move. And, you know, we've had so many Andy Reid decisions and things like that, discussions that we've had. So when he punted it down, I thought, you know, I've seen this before. The Chiefs have lost three games to the Bengals by three points. Those three games, the Bengals had the ball last and kicked a field goal to win the game. Um, or ran out the clock like they did the the most recent one on December fourth. So I'm like, the defense has been really good, but this is going to be a uh, you know a 25 yard pass to T Higgins, a jump ball to Jamar Chase. They're going to get into field goal range, take a couple knees, and it's going to be 23-20 Bengals. But when the defense stepped up and Chris Jones got that sack and was just you know the 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 symmetry of the storylines throughout the season and Chris Jones in his career never had a postseason sack and. People have been talking about that for some reason here in Kansas City. People were acting like he wasn't good enough because he didn't have a counting uh, you know, statistic, uh, even though he's been dominant in the playoffs, <laughs> that for him to get that on the last defensive play to get the sack sort of uh, uh, stamping the game that he had. And to me, when the punt went away, it was about the return because I knew the offense had been struggling and I knew that Mahomes you know, wasn't, didn't seem as mobile and wasn't really didn't feel like he was reading the defense the same and the offense wasn't clicking the way that wasn't the first half. And so against the bills with 13 seconds left, I was more confident than if the chiefs would have started at their own 20 yard line last night after the punt, but sky Moore's punt return again, second round rookie from directional Michigan, you know, (laughs) comes through and, and, and returns to the 50 yard line. And when he did that, I'm like, they're going to win. They're going to win 23 to 20. They're going to find a way to get it done. And, you know, they're going to they're going to reverse the script on on the Bengals. I didn't think it would be because Mahomes ran for a first down um, and ran almost 19 miles an hour for a first down on a high ankle sprain. Mm. Yeah, high ankle sprain my ass. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, it's crazy what people were saying what he did last week. Like this guy was, you know, he talked about how uh, Brittany and, and the kids would have to come with him so he could still be around the family. Like they went to rehab with him. Like they would go, he was getting treatment at different places. And so she just brought the kids so they can still be around him while he was trying to get the stuff done. Like his whole week last night was them working on his ankle and him watching film and, and game planning. And so uh, the guy's dedicated. I know that, but I just didn't think, I didn't think that would be the last offensive play. That the last defensive play was Chris Jones getting a sack. The last offensive play was Mahomes mm. outrunning someone to the sideline to pick up a first down on the, uh, on one ankle. With a little bit of help from uh, Joseph Asai and a bad Absolutely. roughing yeah. penalty. It's just a terrible decision. Oh. You know, you just, yeah. you, can't, you can't touch him. I mean, it's the NFL, you know, and the guy's, he's taken two steps out of bounds already. Like, Yo, you know, any quarterback's going to get that call at that point. Like it's just as soon as he did that, I'm like, oh my god, that he just he he just did that. Like they were clearly going to throw the flag. I just couldn't believe that 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 happened. I thought when when Mahomes ran out of bounds, I thought, okay, eight seconds, can they somehow get a ten yard play and get out of bounds? Because then that would set up like a fifty yarder for Harrison Butker. Um, but then they didn't have to do that once Osai made that decision. I, I do have one kind of incidental question. What do you, what did you think, Jason, of the the hook and ladder, Travis Kelsey attempting to go to Jarek McKinnon, and in general those types of things that Andy Reid likes to do? I don't think that was an Andy Reid play. Oh, I think okay. that was Travis Kelsey. No, oh. I think, <laughs> no, no, it might have been because Kelsey almost Kelsey's did it again. That. Kelsey's done that multiple times in his career. He did that. God, was it uh, twenty? 2020 or 2019 um okay one of the years uh-huh. um one of the years with Mahomes and, and Kelsey I think it was uh, 2019 whatever but Kelsey caught the ball over the middle he was getting tackled and it was 2019 because he he lateraled to LaShawn McCoy okay and so he was falling and he tosses the ball to LaShawn McCoy he he's tried it earlier this year where he had the ball and he tried to pitch it over to the side I don't think it's anything that Andy Reid called because even if Jarek McKinnon catches the ball when they show it from the uh, the end zone angle behind the Chiefs, there's a defender like ten yards down the field from McKinnon. Yes, like if McKinnon yes. picks it up, he's still got a defender right. in front of him. Right. So it, I don't think the design would be to have your wide receiver going on the um, on the top of <laughs> Travis Kelsey down the field. If you're going to hook and ladder, I think you would get that guy out of there to That's clear true. the space. That's a good point. So I think I think that was just Kelsey. And and the whole and the plays like that that they would do that they do call down mm-hmm. to the goal line those are typically down uh, goal to go situations like when you see the trick plays from the Chiefs the Mahomes going in motion in the Ferrari package that they they call or the um, I think it was called uh, Arctic Circle of Death Snow Globe Left. <laughs> um, Love that. I think that's the actual play call. Hey, you know, hey, well, hey, yeah, well, we, you know, Matt Nagy brought Santa, oh. brought Santa sleigh yeah. from Kansas City to <laughs> the, to the Bears. Yeah. Hey, Jason. There you go. So it was. This was the reindeer personnel, the Arctic Circle <laughs> of Death, snow globe left, and well, it was just really just could have been called Ring Around the Rosie. I mean, you could have called it that. Like, <laughs> the first one's way cooler though. Well, ho- yeah, hopefully, sure. hopefully Santa gets you that uh that that big ring you guys are are hoping for. You know, it's been a while. You know, I'm a big uh, yeah. Mahomes fan, uh, so hopefully you guys get that victory, man. And thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Great stuff. Absolutely, guys, and and rooting for the Bears too. I'm a big fan of Ryan Poles, so uh, hey. oh yeah, that's right. I like hearing yeah. that. I myself, I'll I'll be rooting for the Bears for sure because that's that's a good dude, man. Any, anything uh, Kansas City related, that's what it is, yeah. right there. No, I that's right. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, man. Big year for Poles. I yeah. love it, man. Jason Ooh. Anderson, host of the Zone Middays on Sports Radio 810. Make sure you guys follow him on Twitter, J810. Anderson. All right, it's Gabe and Grody. We got more stuff to talk about. Don't forget Sam Smith hanging out with us at 820 to discuss the Chicago Bulls. We'll be back after the break. It's Gabe and Grody right here on 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.